BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Hashtag RealPod. I'm your host, Victoria Garrick, and this podcast is your place to feel understood, related to, I hope you laugh a little, maybe cry a little, whatever the thing is you're dealing with or needing to hear more about, we're going there and then we're going like five steps further. I want the conversations we have to make you feel better and more confident in your life. I am pumped that you're here for episode two because our guest, Katie Austin, is amazing. She's a certified fitness trainer, health coach, blogger. She's been on the Today Show, Good Morning America, and we cover it all. We're going to talk about why Katie quit college lacrosse, how to deal with jealousy amongst friends, what it's like to be a female entrepreneur, how to handle changes in your weight, and lastly, how to be a confident, badass chick. This is Hashtag RealPod coming to you every Tuesday. I'm so happy to have Katie here today. You've been with me through it all. I had you on my first podcast. That was an epic fail that I like never announced to the world, but you were so kindly a guest to me. Well, it's never a failure. Don't <laughs> call it that. And now here you are again, so kindly supporting Hashtag RealPod. So yes. I'm pumped to have you. Well, actually, we started uh, being friends like way before that. You were a freshman. Yes. And we had freshman year class together, a journalism class yes. at USC. Yes, we were put in the same group, which I'm so thankful for. Otherwise, I don't think we've no, ever No, we met. would have never met. Actually, we might have met through Max. Yeah. He would have been like, yo, this chick Katie is so awesome. Yeah, we would have already talked to her. Isn't that so funny? Yeah. And I just always remember you, like, I was a senior, you were a freshman, and I remember you being, like, so ambitious at our group project. And I was like, dude, when I was a freshman, I was not like that at all. I was, like, so timid. And every time in class, I remember you'd be like, I know the answer. And I'd be like, oh my my God, God. this girl is so good. I was like, no, no, no. I'm saying it in a good way. That professor I knew was, like, big. Big yeah. time. Like, and so I wanted to participate and like, that was like the one class that maybe took seriously. I don't know. I guess I just don't care. Like raising your hand in class. I think you're like, oh my God, everyone's looking at me. Like I'm asking questions. And I was just thinking, I don't care. This is who I am. Yeah. Touch me. Whatever. No, it was really <laughs> inspiring. And I actually mean that. Like I was oh, the thanks. type that never raised my hand in class. Yeah. Ever. No, but you took over the whole project. You, cause you were like, we can do this fitness show. <laughs> It was so great. <laughs> I was inspired by you because you had oh, been doing so much with social and that had not even like occurred to me yet because your freshman year, you're so wrapped up in sports and school and all of that. And sports especially. So were you on the lacrosse team when we met? No, I had moved on from lacrosse. So I actually didn't play all four years. I quit pretty early on. I only played a year and a half. So what was that first year like? Ah, oh, man, it was... 
ups and downs for sure. I mean, with any sport, I'm sure you pictured you had a lot of ups and downs. Um, I absolutely loved my teammates. I loved being a part of a team. I think that was the easiest transition for me from moving from Virginia, uh, you know, having all your teammates there and traveling, which was so fun. Wow. Yeah. So you moved from Virginia to play D1 lacrosse. Yes. At Los, in Los Angeles at Southern California. Yeah, I mean, an actual dream. I dreamed about that since I was seven years old. So that was crazy. And it was the first inaugural, inaugural year at USC when they had lacrosse, so, which is like a dream come true. I couldn't have better timing. If I was a year younger or a year older, it wouldn't have worked out. Mm-hmm. So truly a dream come true. And I really, um, I almost feel bad sometimes that I quit because it was like so perfect, but I just truly wasn't happy. Um, I would wake up, you know, at 5 a.m., work out, and I... Um, was doing workouts that I didn't love, like running tests and lifting, max out lifting 200 pounds, and it just wasn't for That's me. That's such a good point, right? There's workouts that make us feel good and we like to do, and then there's like workout plans and routines that we don't love or feel like are best for our body, but we have to do them. Exactly. And, and, it was different though because in lacrosse and I'm sure in volleyball, like you don't work out for the aesthetic on how you look, you know, building a booty or whatever. You work out to get stronger so you can perform your best at your sport. But for me, um, first off, I gained 25 pounds. It was all muscle, um, but I was eating like 5,000 calories a day because I was so starving. That's the biggest change, right? Is you go yeah. from your high school appetite to becoming a, a college athlete, competing for national championship, and now you're consuming the food like your brother consumed. Oh yeah, when he wasn't an athlete, like two times it. Yeah, and you think that you shouldn't be because you're you're like girls girls aren't supposed to like we have these gender norms like girls eat less than boys so when I'm eating as much as a boy I start getting really self-conscious 100% and I don't know I just wasn't in the happiest place ever and it's really hard to do something for six hours a day when you know you don't want to be doing it and you already have a passion my passion was in hosting it was in fitness I knew what I wanted to do so when you're putting everything into something that you don't like it really made me unhappy so, so, but you probably had to realize that over time because I'm for sh- sure. So when in your freshman year, did you start realizing this isn't what I wanted to do? And then were you having conversations with your parents? Like, Hey, did you have to muscle up to tell them you were probably no. going to stop? Well, freshman year, I was not planning on quitting. Like I played my whole freshman year. Like I had not one thought of quitting and I was like, pretty gung-ho about playing and sucking it up. It was the summer after freshman year when they sent us the workout packets. I would work out on my own and like, you know, kids kind of, it got kind of lonely to do these huge workouts and like wake up and like be super disciplined. And then I started my fitness Instagram and I fell in love with creating workouts. Right. And so it was the summer going in. And then when I went back to my sophomore year, I was still playing a little bit. And I was like, and then I met this girl Jessica Flores, shout out Jessica Flores. I sat next to her my um, first semester, sophomore year. And she was like, hey, have you ever heard of our TV station at USC? I just quit soccer and I'm starting to host this, uh, you know, on the show at our college station. And I was like, we have a college TV station? (laughs) What? I've been so wrapped up in lacrosse that I never even heard about it. That's the thing is we don't have a lot of time to do anything else. Like that was a struggle for me because you have... Six hour practice block, food, games, scouting, like you don't have time to, like we can, but it's, then we have literally no time for ourselves. No time for ourselves. And we're in Los Angeles. I wanted to take up every advantage that I possibly could. So I actually got a hosting job, like a part-time hosting job on the TV station. And that's when I quit, when I found out I got that job. What was it like going to talk to your coach? Oh, I was crying for days. (laughs) I was so terrified. I walked in the meeting and I saw my coach and I just started crying. And she goes, it's okay. I know what you're going to say. Like, we all are so proud of you that you are 
like aspire, like doing, you're inspiring to, you know, to others, doing your passion. And if you're not fully in this in lacrosse, then we don't want you on the team. And I was like, thank you. I appreciate that because I don't have 110% in it. Don't you always build up a conversation with your coach? Like it's going to be the scariest, worst thing ever. <laughs> and then you get there and you're like, this is not that bad. Like they're human. Like yeah, it's yeah, okay yeah. to just talk to them. Anytime I've like scripted out what I was going to say and then thought about their response and then thought about my rebuttal, I get in there and my coach is like, yeah, you're good to go. I'm like, what? Oh, what? I'm like, no one's getting hurt yeah. here. Because it's not like you're doing anything bad. Like, you're not a bad person yeah. for quitting. And I think that took me a long time to realize, and I felt bad. And, you know, I obviously got off my scholarship when I quit, so I felt so bad to my parents. And I just had a lot of guilt, especially to my teammates and stuff. And I think that's something, you know, you need to get over your guilt and kind of be selfish sometimes and do what you want to do. Now, were they all supportive of you having cool opportunities and pursuing them because I've found that you can encounter two types of girls. One Mm -hmm. type of girl that sees someone else's success is inspired, wants to learn, wants to help. Another type of girl that sees someone else's success takes that as bragging, takes that with jealousy and doesn't want to see another girl succeed. What were your teammates like? My teammates were super supportive. They understood completely and they were never jealous for one second it was actually the girls who I didn't play lacrosse with that I always felt that they were judging me. Um, you know, not having a real job after college, especially, and doing, and they all had like waitressing jobs and hosting jobs, like uh, you know, restaurant hosting jobs in college. And I would be like Instagramming and uh, blogging, and like that's how I'd make some side money. And they would be very, very, very um, judgmental about that. I actually lost a couple friends over that. One main friend, my best friend from college, like totally like, I mean, like went off on me and was like, you just don't understand the real world of working. You'll never understand a nine to five. How dare you ever even try to understand it? And like, that's something that also she'll never understand what I try to do. Like us two, like you and me, we're trying to build up our own business, which comes with a lot of hardships and a lot of challenges. And every single day is different for us. Mm -hmm. And we're still trying to figure it out constantly. Um, and that hurts a lot to your ego. You know, if something doesn't, if you get a no, or if it, you know, something doesn't go as planned and you know, it takes absolute years to build a business. So it goes both ways. I see, I totally understand that side. You know, I'm sure you have friends right now that have nine to fives and are getting nine to fives Mm -hmm. and we have our own schedule. It's like so amazing that we can just plan whatever we want, whenever we want. But you know, there's two sides of every story. So when you graduated and then pursued an unconventional route, I think something I grapple with is people saying, like I went to the dermatologist today and she's bless her she's like so you just graduated what what are you doing now i'm mm-hmm. like we don't want to get into this mm-hmm. i'm like it's a 10 minute conversation i gotta explain what i'm doing i feel like i have to prove to you that it's gonna work or that i believe like it's, the it's worst. just i almost wish i was saying like i'm gonna be working in retail or like yeah. i'm gonna uh yeah. what's uh real estate yeah like just something short so that we don't have to ask about it because i feel like we also it's like people that know me or know what I'm doing or know you like know that we're passionate we're working hard I don't want to get put into this category of like oh I'm gonna do like Instagram I'm from LA I do social media I'm like no it's (laughs) bigger than that and I'm doing more than that and so I don't know why it's not a shame it's not like you feel shame but I think taking risks at a young age isn't what's praised by like society and older people. I'm literally praising you right now. That is the <laughs> big, like that is a huge statement. They would, and that is something that a lot of people don't understand. They would rather hear us say, "Oh, I'm working nine to five here," because yeah. that's what it's been, and that's conventional. And I, I completely 
totally relate to that because um, I worked for Fox Sports West for two years. And up until recently, I, I moved on from that job, but I only worked there two days a week. And when someone asked me what I did, I'd say I work at Fox Sports West. I wouldn't even mention my fitness stuff because they're like, oh, you graduated from USC and you're um, YouTubing and blogging and wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like, are, are you are you okay? <laughs> right. And so I would just say Fox Sports West because I didn't want questions. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think, yeah. And it's hard when you have to go through that. It's hard when you lose a friend over it. Uh, that must have been really, really hard, yeah. especially like all through college. And do you think that that was maybe because of what I was talking about, like a little envy, not seeing like... 100% envy, um, which I totally get because if you look at me from the outside, I could wake up at 10 a.m. and be like, okay, maybe I'll go for a workout. But that doesn't mean I'm not working till 1 a.m. that night. You have no idea what my schedule is. Our job doesn't stop and start. That's what I'm trying to so, say. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. whereas you could compartmentalize the hours and then go home, I sit. I don't even feel like I can go watch a movie at night because I'm thinking of the million things I need to be doing. Yep. So I end up like last night. I I am long distance relationship. I tell my boyfriend we're gonna Facetime. I'm gonna finally like give him any attention. He oh, Facetimes man. me the moment I get like an email from YouTube, and I've been waiting to hear back about like a customer service thing. I'm like, love you. I gotta go. I gotta call you. <laughs> so I think that's I think that's the difference. Is we don't really we don't have hours. Um, my parents, like if someone wants to plan something, I'm like, I don't know. Cause if a job opportunity comes up, I have to take it. Cause I don't have them lined up down right. the line. You said it better. This is what I think I deal with, with my friends. Uh, if you are passionate about what I want, every girl to be passionate about what they're doing and doing what they love to do. And if that is real estate, if that is finance, if that is, um, you know, business, good, do it, be the best at it. Like I want you to dominate that field. hundred percent. But if you're doing that because you don't know what else to do, or you're scared to find something else that pains me. Like when I see friends who have so much potential and like maybe are scared to dive into something else, maybe are scared to take a risk. That's where I'm like, ah, I wish you would. I wish you would. No, it's so true. I just came from a meeting. Um, It was with one of my best friends and she has a nine to five. And she was like, I'm thinking about quitting. I don't know what to do. And I was like, well, what are your passions? Like, what do you love to do? And and she told me a few things and she was like, but you can't make money off it. And I read this quote somewhere. If you find a passion, do it and then figure out how to make money off of it. If that makes, makes you do a million side jobs to earn your, you know, your rent money, so be it. Because if you love something, you'll find a way to do it and make money off of it yeah and I feel like we have that we have that mindset right I had a friend who I was uh tanning with and she said (laughs) oh I love yeah this was actually like three years ago but I just thought we were tanning in the middle of season and uh she was telling me like her summer job and I was like well what do you love to do and she said I love drawing and I was like why don't you order some phone cases on Amazon, draw on them, sell the cases for $5 to student athletes. Like that's just such a good idea. Right. I mean, I think there is a way to do things. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take hustle and like standing outside and an offering and maybe free, free ones, but there's a way. And I think you have, you owe it to yourself to try hundred percent. And I think you're at the perfect age, you know, where you could try that, you know, right after college, when you graduate, I feel like go for it. Because if you go into a nine to five and you're all of a sudden like 25, 26, I mean, still really young, but like you kind of just get ingrained in that lifestyle, I think. And so it's hard to leave that job. So I think like my advice to someone just graduating would be to do it for, try it for like at least six months just to see where you get. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it doesn't work out, you can always just resort to something, you know, something that does work in making money. Mm-hmm. But like, it, why not try? But I think the other thing that might hold people back from doing that 
is literally what other people think. It is literally just telling their parents, no, I'm going to try this for six months. I know what my degree is in this. I know I had this offer, but I want to try this. And so it's so important to just think value your what you want and your life more than someone else's op- opinion of you. 100%. I um, When I first started, I was judged by everyone back home. Like going back when I went back to Virginia, I was judged completely. Like you're doing what? You're making workouts? Oh, you'll never be as good as your mom. Like that's what I get every single time. Like you will never be your mom. First off, I don't know why, but that doesn't bother me. Like at all. I, was I don't know why. You, do you ever feel like even with the amazing success you have, you are just overshadowed just because she had her career. No, I really don't feel that way. And I actually like, I just love how she's my role model. And even this morning I had a meeting and they were like, but do you think your mom would be involved? We'd really just love it if your mom, like, and I'm like, oh, I thought this was about me, but I actually don't mind it. It's really weird because because I you love are her. a woman like, supporting other yeah, women. Yeah, we're our own person. We're so, so different. I don't know what it is, but when those comments just don't really bother me that much. Um, so, no. That's, that's a great thing. Because yeah. I think a lot of people, it would be the reverse, right? That would bother them. So it's really cool to hear that. And it's cool to see that she mentored you. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because something I wanted to talk about was... When you're growing up in a household where your mom is the fitness icon, fitness queen, like every mom in America, woman wants her body, wants her workout plan. Did you ever feel like that impacted your body image growing up? So my dad was a professional athlete. He played tennis and and his whole side was like um, four out of the five were professional athletes of his siblings. And my mom, um, she was a gymnast in college and then she went on for fitness and stuff. So both sides are just super sporty and we had a gym in our um, in our house and I would see them work out together and it was never a way that they were working out that was for the aesthetics of their body it was more like to be strong and I like really credit my parents to that because they were never hard on my sister and I they really just were like hey do you think um tennis lessons or you know maybe you should go to some tennis lessons and they were if we didn't want to do it we didn't want to do it and they were never pressuring and so they really had a good balance of pushing it on us but in a way that we didn't feel like it was you know pressured which is a really hard and fine balance for parents but I think the main thing about working out when you're growing up is getting involved in sports and I think that's why I advocate girls in sports so much just because it teaches you so much it teaches you more than just working out it teaches you how to get along with teammates and people it teaches you dedication and hard work time management patience persistence all those things and I think that's really why I think that's I really agree. That's why, you know, us two are so determined the way we are is probably because we grew up playing sports. It's just the Um, competitive nature. Yeah. And that it's possible for girls to be competitive in a way where we're not cutting down others. And we want, we want, we want to compete and we want to win and we want everyone else to be there to cross the finish line with us at the same time. Exactly. And that was something that I learned my freshman year because you know what? Yeah. The misconception growing up as an athlete, I thought it's me versus everyone else. I want to win. Then I was a freshman and I had an internship similarly to you and a woman was like my mentor and she could not have been more, what do you want to do when you get to the top? Like, how can I help you come sit in my chair and like read my emails and help me? And I had never felt so um, included and empowered by a powerful woman because I think my whole life it had been powerful women not wanting to help me or like being threatened by that. And so that's when I really learned that we have to compete together and cross the line together. Did you ever feel like you had a moment like that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I feel like 
I just kind of recently learned this, like how women can be so helpful to others. Like I know that sounds terrible, but the fitness industry is so competitive and I've never really been a part of, I actually recently, um, asked a girl to collab and she said she wouldn't collab with me because it was too uh like conflict of interest and i like was like okay whoa i've never even thought about the number one thing i've heard from everyone is take every collaboration i know right i've never thought about (laughs) like that but um a couple weeks ago i reached out to one of my um like biggest role models carrie champion um she's on sports center and i reached out just telling her basically how much i look up to her and because i think she's incredible and she invited me to come to the studio and and for me to ask her qu- any questions that I want. Oh. And that's what I realized. I was like, oh my gosh, like, first off, she's awesome. But like, there's so many women who want to help you. Right. And I think that's such a cool realization because we're in this world where it's like women just cut other women down because they think there's only one spot, especially in sports, and especially yeah. in social media. Those are two very competitive uh, natures. But um, if you pick the right girls, like they're wanting... they. There's a lot of girls who want to help you. And then the feeling you felt when she said that, don't you want to be the girl? Oh, that's all I want to do is help people. That makes all it I right, want to right. That's how I'm I I'm like, feel. I cannot wait. So when someone asks me like a favor or to help them, I'm like so down. Right. Because like <laughs> she just gave me this aura that I like, I'm, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I totally know what you mean. That's how I feel like I am with people who don't even want it from me. I run into <laughs> a girl and she's like, well, my dream is this. I'm like, well, you can do it. Yes. I'm like, let's do it. Way. She's like, I just met you. I'm like, I want you to get everything you want Dude, in life. I do the exact same thing. I try to like give it. I'm not not in a way that's like I'm bet like a superior. Right? I just try to give advice. Right. But like obviously not everyone wants it. But I'm like I'll help you. How do I like? Yeah. And, you know. And when someone tells me what they want to do, I'm like, okay, who do I know who I can connect them with? Mm-hmm. And I always that's the first thing I think of. Like, how can I help this person in any way possible? You know, yeah. like. So I want to bring up, this reminds me of a story. This happened really recently, and I think we can just talk this through. And I think other people listening might be able to relate to this. I was sitting at a table with a bunch of girls, none of whom are going to be pursuing any career similar to mine. They're going to go more of the, just going to go a different route. And I was sitting at the table and I got an email from like a sponsor who was requesting to possibly work with me. And I just saw it and I... Like, my first reaction was, oh my gosh, I was like, such and such just sent me an email, like, I'm so excited. Yeah. That was literally all I said. Then later, my really good friend in the group just said, hey, can I tell you something? And I was like, oh yeah, of course, like, tell me. Well, first I was like, wait, no, like, I'm having a panic attack. What does someone say about me? If anyone says something bad about me, I like have tends to do it. I'm like, why? I want to go like, make them feel better. So I was... Already, we'll get back, by the way, we'll get back to Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was already, like, feeling, oh, my God, what did I do? Like, did I hurt someone's feelings? And she says, remember, like, the comment you brought up at dinner? I'm just telling you this is your friend. Um, some of the girls thought, like, that was braggy. And so, like, maybe just, like, be careful. And my first reaction was, like, wait, what comment? Because I did not even remember saying it. And then my second thought was, wow, like, it's not like that was premeditated, right? Like I got the email. I said, I'm going to go downstairs and tell this everyone. It was like, it just happened organically. And that was my gut reaction. And if that happened to someone else, I'd be like, that is so sick. And then the next day I'd be like, yo, did they respond again? And so I was just like, oh my gosh. And then I, and then I was like, do I talk about things too much? And I, re- I like really respected my friend for telling me because she's just looking out. And totally. then I, and then I ended up like, like, this is something I thought about the whole day because if, if I you. make someone feel bad in any way, like. Yeah, so I ended up, uh, I texted her, I said, look, I'm so happy that you told me thank you. Like, I know we're good friends and I I want you to tell me. I said, I guess my takeaway is I'm going to be really, I'm going to be more cautious that the girls around me 
might not, I don't know, support, think the way I do. And that's something I need to know. But I don't right. know. Does that... So I've, I've, this has happened to me multiple times. And I have realized that you shouldn't feel bad um, because it has everything to do with them. And put yourself in their shoes. Like, they probably, did she just graduate college maybe? Even like someone who's 25. I just dealt with this with one of my really good friends. And she was, you know, upset at me with something because um, she said, oh, you could just sleep in and do whatever, whatever. And... I put myself in her shoes. She's trying to figure out her passions. So that person who is saying something to you is probably trying to figure out what she wants to do in life and it's weighing on her. So it has nothing to do with you. And even though she should be very supportive of you, it's probably really hard for her to be supportive because she's lost right now and she doesn't have a a passion and that can take years to find a passion. And so someone like you, it can be envious because you look at you and you're like oh she already has everything figured out she already has her passion she's so good at podcasting she's so good at social media it's like shoot what am I gonna do with my life and so she can't be happy for you right now so that has nothing to do with you it has something to do with her happiness so give it like a few years and and when someone's really happy with their career they'll be very supportive of you I love that whole point because being compassionate with others is so important, right? I think I learned that through sports as well. It's like girls who didn't want me to do well on the court, girls who were in my position that were catty, like that I had to think, wow, you know, or anyone that is mean in any way, you're like, wow, it must be really hard to wake up and have this person as your parent or or have this to deal with every day. And if she's going to snap at me or she's going to take it out on me, I'm just going to feel, I'm going to hope that she has a good day. Right. I just always think it has to do with the other, how the other person is. If they're mean or they say something mean, they're going through something. Yeah. So I just feel like she's probably going through something and it's hard for her to be happy for you. Yeah. Which is, it sucks for you. It really does because you, every friend should be very supportive. But to be honest, the young 20s through mid 20s is such a hard time because every single person is a different state. Um, like someone could be, you know, very successful at 21 and then not as successful at 25, like a friend not as successful at 25. So it's like, it's just really hard to figure out life at, at our age right now. Right. Like, what are we going to do for the rest of our lives? It's scary to think about. So true. So and like, I feel like that all changes when you hit like late your 20s, early 30s. I don't know, I'm 25. It might not change. Yeah. But like, I just feel like it's a hard age right now. And I think that's the point, right? We're all figuring it out. No one yep. has their stuff together. No one feels, no one goes to bed at night thinking I have everything planned out. And so just be authentic with that, right? Like don't, totally. pre- like I don't think people should pretend they have it all figured out or pretend they are somewhere they're not because that just contributes to this whole idea that we're all doing well and all doing great when really we're, we're all not and we're all figuring it out. And you might have some great job at some great company, but maybe you hate it. Yeah. And you know, so... I think it's just important to at least be authentic with what we're going through. And if people, I totally get people aren't going to be as maybe open as you or me on, on social media with like, Hey, this thing's really hard for me. If you can't say that, then just don't pretend it's good. Just don't say anything. Oh, I 100% agree with that. And I, uh, I have a lot to say about that, but (laughs) I also think like, um, Now, I don't personally think I'm successful whatsoever, but I had, you know, I met with a girl last week and she was like... Don't talk yourself down. No, I know, but I'm not trying to say like... That's another thing uh, with women. It's like we feel 
braggy or conceited if we say I'm doing well you know and that's yeah. just like that's like what we're taught <laughs> yes you're successful you're doing awesome don't cut yourself down okay well I don't I, I'm basically I'm not anywhere away where I want to be is what I'm trying to say <laughs> but I had this I had I went out to dinner with a girl the other week and she was like you're absolutely killing it I cannot believe like how amazing you're doing like where do you think you are with your career like you've made it and I'm like whoa 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 she's like if you had to say a percent what percent would you be right now out of 100 like to making it I know, kind of a weird question. I said like, seven. I said seven. She's basically 7%. like asking you for your bank account. You're like, whoa, yeah. buddy, slow down. <laughs> I think she meant like in terms of like where yeah. I want to be, like in career, like not money wise, but like I said seven percent. And she was like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, I am figuring it out every single day. Like even when I walked in, and you're like, how have you been? I'm like, dude, figuring it out a career for what you're gonna do in the next ten years is like very. Stressful. I love you. Every time we get together, we're like. But we have all this stuff that's so similar. Yeah, and it may look like from the outside we're like doing really well. And even if we are doing really well, we're still figuring it out. Like we're still battling ups and downs and entrepreneurship. You can be at the top one day and then feel so bad about yourself the next day. Oh my God, this is working amazing. And then the next day you're like, wait, I should definitely not have chosen this career path. Stressful. Stressful to the least. And on top of all that stress, something that's, I think, unique to what you're doing is you have an emphasis on fitness, right? You have an emphasis on healthy image, eating healthy, living a life that is good for your mental and physical well-being. Do you feel pressure because so much of your physical image is tied to your brand and like your success because you're like a fitspiration? I just could imagine immense pressure. You want to sell your workout workouts AKA yeah. people have to see the workout and say, I want to look like her. It's almost like you're selling your body in a really weird way, in a really different way, you guys. I hope <laughs> you guys don't take that the wrong way. But you guys know what I mean. Like if you, I don't know, if I gained, which I just did, I all, I could tell that story a little bit. Um, I got on an acne medication and, a birth, and I switched birth controls and I gained 15 pounds in like three months. And I've always been the type that's like, very consistent with weight. Like I work out, I eat 80% of the time, very healthy, and I've never changed anything. So when this happened to me, it was very uncontrollable. Um, and this is very recent. This is like in January through March. And I, I'm finally just starting to feel better. And it can honestly, like it, it affected me so much in every single it thing I did. It must like a loss of control because you're taking 100%. medicine that's causing a weight gain that has nothing to do with what you're doing. And then you must be mm -hmm. questioning, should I, should I eat less? Should I work out more? Because Oh, so I called my dermatologist. By the way, I got off birth control. I'm not on birth control anymore. And I got off my acne medication. So I'm back to, it's been about one month since I'm back to like my full, I mean, it still takes a while to get your hormones out. But I called my um, dermatologist and I said, hi, I've gained um, like six pounds. This is like mid midway through. And I'm just kind of like concerned. Um, he told me to stop eating carbs. I was like, oh, oh, you're talking to it's the wrong girl. It's a heat? Yeah, it's a guy. So, I was like, uh, oh, I have nothing to say to you right now. I was like, I go, thank you so much. Goodbye. Like, no way. Don't tell me to stop eating carbs. Like, no. And I just swear, like, there's different ways for acne. I have, I struggle with acne. I've struggled with it for three years now. And I'm finally realizing, like, don't take pills. Like, just try to figure it out internally because um, I'm pretty sure my acne relates to, like, I can't believe he said gluten. Don't eat carbs. That's the most uh -huh. uneducated. Swear. He goes well. Sexist. Yeah. He goes. It was two months in. He was like, "Well, to start seeing results with your acne, you need three months. So maybe this last month, just you know, maybe just cut down the carbs." I was like, "Okay." 
uh, <laughs> I like so dumbfounded. That's, yeah, thank God you're like you yeah. are so educated in the subject that you're like, no, I know that's wrong. No. Think about how many girls yeah, he has probably said that to you who have like, okay, I'm gonna cut carbs and then, and then totally cut carbs. Yeah. Well, back to that statement. Anyways, I um gained some weight, gained 15 pounds, and I've been struggling. Like you know, I if you looked at my Instagram, I haven't taken one recent bathing suit photo in three months, and that is because I felt super insecure about my body. And you're probably like, shut the f up, but it's true. So I really funny. no, really, like I, I and all my friends are like, shut up, Katie. Post your body all the time, and I'm like, yeah, I have, but like I don't have abs anymore. That doesn't mean you're not susceptible to insecurities right and it doesn't mean this is what people this is what I would love to say to people if they say like like one time I had a comment that said you don't look fit enough like you work out every like if you say you work out how you do you don't look fit enough and ever since then I've been like okay should I eat less should I like work out more but I want to say to everyone thinking that like First off, I enjoy alcohol and my uh, guilty pleasure meals a lot more than I probably should. But at the same time, you can still work out 30, 40 minutes a day and you don't have to have a ripped six pack and have a Kardashian butt. Like, that's not realistic. I work out that it's very, it just makes me feel good. And I think, like, that's how my mom has always worked out. And I think um, we're so obsessed with aesthetically working out that it's totally changed our body image. And before, like, I feel like back in, like, when my mom did it in the 90s, it was like, you work out to feel good, like maybe lose some weight, yeah, but I don't know. Nowadays, it's like to cinch in your waist and get that it's big booty. It's so specific. It's like, it's this so is specific. for the inner thigh. This is for your underarm. Right. Okay, and I'm like, None of that works anyways. Right. So I'm like, I'm so confused. Like, I just work out to feel really good. Like, I haven't worked out today and I woke up kind of groggy. And I'm like, if I worked out, I would feel good. Right. You work out. I was actually talking to Shay about this. You work out because you want to break a sweat it feels good. You feel energetic. That is why I work out now. Post being an athlete, unlike you, like I'm not posting workouts. That's not my thing. So no one's monitoring that. And at first I thought, oh, I'm never going to want to work out again. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I can go take a dance class. I can go run down the street. I can go run up these stairs that I love with a pretty view. Like I'm doing it for so, for everything but what the appearance effect is going to be. And no pressure. Right. Having no pressure and no coaches too helps a lot. But it's really hard to work. I don't know if if you've experienced this, but like when I played lacrosse, I had a coach since I was seven years old telling me what to do. And then I quit lacrosse and I was like, wait, I have to work out on my own? Like, how does this work? Yeah. Like, I don't have someone telling me I need to be there somewhere at a certain time. So that actually took a lot to figure out like what kind of workouts work for my body. So it takes trial and error with that as well. Like find what works for you. That's what I always tell people, even if it's like 20 minutes a day, find what works for you. If you're too intimidated to do a really crazy hit workout, go for a 20 minute walk. Walking is so great for you. It's a low impact workout and it's very, it's very, very underestimated. But like just start, just do something and then you'll go up from there. There's always room for progression. So now you're off the medicine and yes. you're, I, it, it sounds like trying to get to a place where you're feeling good again about the bikini pictures, about yeah. the fitness. Uh, yeah, it's really hard because I've actually never tried to lose weight before ever in my entire life that sounds kind of crazy but like I've always been that's a so, good thing you're one of the few I've never ever thought you're to one myself, of the few we found one <laughs> a female that's never tried to lose weight no, she's like, here well someone might be listening to me like oh like lucky her but like for real I've always been consistent because I played sports my whole life so I've always been active since I think I was five years old literally so it's been so hard for me to think like okay 
calories a day to lose weight. Like if I go over that, then I'll lose weight. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Who am I? Who is this Don't person? Don't even let that start. That is, what? That is corruption like, of the mind. That corruption. Was and that's never, ever happening before because I've never lost weight. It is really hard to lose weight too. But like if you take out the idea that you're on a diet and the idea that you have to work out every day, it comes so seamlessly. Right. When you're just eating to fuel your body in a way that feels good and you're working out to move your body, I truly believe yeah. everything that's meant to happen happens. In the same way, like if you're an athlete, if you go to the court with the idea of I need to get this number today, I need to pass this, and we need to win. Versus if you go and you're like, I want to have a great day today, I want to connect with my teammates, and I'm going to yeah. put in all of my effort. The third mindset is going to get you where you want to be with way less stress, chaos, and all that crazy stuff. 100%. If you just kind of focus on yeah. the overall. The overall as, as, a, as a lifestyle. And yeah. I found myself trying to do like 1,500, 1,700 calories a day for a couple days. I actually probably ate 3,000 calories that day because I was so caught up in like not eating what I wanted to eat that I would eat so much more of it. And I was like, my mind yeah. was psycho. I can't do calories. I mean, I, no. I from how I used to be, I could look at any plate of food and I could give you the number. It's like I have a calculator in my brain. Oh but gosh. I turn it off. I lock it in a drawer and I don't, and I haven't used it for like two, three years and it's great. It's not for me. Yeah, it's not for me either. Hey, it's me. Sorry for the quick interruption. Um, I'm not cool enough to have actual ads yet, so I'm going to do a shameless plug for myself. If you're enjoying this episode, make sure you subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Give it five stars if you're feeling like you love it, which I hope you do. And follow us on Instagram so you can be the first to hear about updates and behind-the-scenes info. The username is just RealPod. I had to get that from a man who was in jail. Long story. Maybe I'll tell it next time. Anyways, okay, my shameless plug has ended. Keep enjoying the show and let's get back to the episode. Where, what's your relationship like with food and working out? Are you an intuitive eater? I'm an intuitive kind of mindful eater. Yep. I eat breakfast, lunch, dinner with a snack. Uh, well, two snacks probably. <laughs> but I usually have, um, I don't know, I've, I've come to a very good place with eating right now. Um, and I don't even think about what I'm eating. Like I had a quesadilla for lunch and I'm like, okay, I have quesadilla for lunch, whatever. Like, <laughs> that's okay. I don't even think that is bad because right. I, no, no I'm food. out of that stage now. That's the you thing know? is people tell us this is a good food, this is a bad food. Food. And then we have this guilt associated with these quote unquote bad and junk foods. I don't even use those words. Food is food. And if I want the food, I eat the food I want. And then I'm hundred percent. And that's why I love your post so much on your Instagram. Like when I saw you post that you were eating Taco Bell, I was like, I love this girl so much. That's exactly only, how I feel. Katie, not only was I eating Taco Bell, I wanted Taco Bell. So I got in my car and I drove to the nearest Taco yeah. Bell to get Taco Bell. <laughs> we're the same human when it comes to that stuff. Like yeah. if I want ice cream, I'm going to have ice cream. And truly I don't have, I've, rarely have guilt and, for eating that kind of stuff. And what comes with that mindset is a strong sense of self. And I can tell yeah. you're confident. You know who you are at your core. You know a lot. Have you always been that way? And what do you think the key no. is to like finding that confidence? So you, you weren't always confident. Oh my gosh. It takes years. It takes uh, it could take a lifetime to find that. But um, if you knew me in middle school or high school, you're probably shocked. Well, a little bit shocked that I'm doing what I do now. Like preaching about confidence because I was so insecure um what I, were you insecure about everything like I commented on your photo the other day remember oh, yeah. about my mole I, I know which yeah. is crazy because I see it like that's stunning so, it's like a mark of you oh, thank you yes. but um so people in middle school used to say that I have chocolate on my face I mean I was so... <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny I <laughs> love you funny. but that's kind of funny <laughs> like, now you can laugh on it but it was I'm I was sorry. so sad. Like I was so sad to the point this is tragic to even admit, but I would Victoria, I mean this is so sad. I would sit on chat roulette 
by myself. Do you know what that is? Yes, I know what that is. Uh, waiting scared. for a guy is this PG-13? to tell me that I'm beautiful. Because I, and I would, this is a true story. Ask any one of my best friends. I would ask them, this is so sad, to put, to not put on makeup that night when we went out to meet with boys because they were so much prettier than I was, I thought. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, please don't put on that much makeup because I felt really, really ugly around them. I swear to you. And so I like look back at, at myself like when I was like 16 and I almost start crying because I'm like, dude, if you only knew how confident you are now, like it's crazy. Yeah. And I will say that first off, it takes years, but second off, college, like, I mean, just growing up in general, like from ages 17 to 21, I just feel like you come into your own human you realize bit. you're never going to win everyone over, so just yes. win yourself over. Yes, and this is also so cliche, but if you think about it, it's like mind-blowing. <laughs> it sounds so dumb. But like, life is so freaking short. Yeah. What, who are you pleasing? Who, who freaking cares? Like, you are on this earth for 80, 90 years. What are you doing being sad? Like, yeah. like figure it out if you're not, if you feel insecure for a second. Like, think about that person and how many insecurities that person might have because you're not alone. You're damn for sure not alone uh, One thing I talk about in all of my speeches, which is, we probably think it's crazy reference, but just to prove the same point you're making here, which I love, I say, think of a girl that you think has it all. The girl that if you could be, you wouldn't have any problems because she's so beautiful. Like, who mm-hmm. would that be for you? Like, maybe, not now, but later. Um, Olivia Culpo. Okay, yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah. She's gorgeous. <laughs> I, for me, I was like, it used to be Gigi Hadid. I'm like, uh, she just yeah. does it for me. Like, the Hadids, either one, whatever. I'll, I'll be Bella. And so, <laughs> I'm like, okay, even Gigi Hadid. And then I pull up some tweets of people in the world who are like, Gigi Hadid's like not pretty. Gigi Hadid's not oh that. Gosh. And I'm like, guys... Even the girl that you think is so beautiful that, like, she's one, there's people that disagree with you. Well, also, (laughs) not even people who disagree. Like, I was at um, an influencer brunch on Monday, um, and these girls have over a million followers on Instagram. They're, like, they're they're the most stunning girls you've ever seen, and they're stunning in real life. I mean, the whole table was talking about insecurities, like, in a way that I was, like, whoa, shoot. And, like, one girl was, like, talking about her acne. I'm, like, oh, my God, I have so much acne compared to you. Stop talking. And, like, one girl was talking about how she was, like, um, in a bikini over the weekend. And I'm just, like, oh, my God, they have insecurities, too. This is crazy. Would you ever know that from their Instagram pages? Hell no. And that's the thing that sucks. I wish those girls would post about that stuff because there's millions of girls that follow them thinking that those girls love who they are and they love everything about themselves. When it's not true. No. I don't. By the way, they edit. They edit. That too. They Photoshop. We need to ban Facetune. Can we ban Facetune? I cannot stand it. I get so pissed off because there are so many girls out there. It's actually, if you see me right now in real life, I'm getting a little bit heated because there are girls out there, especially my fitness industry. I'll describe. Her face is turning red. Her right (laughs) eye is twitching slightly. There are girls in the fitness industry who preach positive body image and they Facetune. In the fitness industry? Uh-huh. Wow. And I get so freaking pissed off because I am looking at this and they have girl followers who are 13 years old who the caption is, oh, yes. this workout. You and I were DMing about a fitness person who mm. we won't name, but came out with like a, a literally a food shake button. <laughs> Katie's face is making me die right now. <laughs> she came out with like her detox plan when her whole body is facetuned and surgically I'm removed. I'm sorry. She came out with a booty workout plan when her... But is was so injected. Crafted by a guy probably down the street in LA. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm so confused. I just don't. My mind actually gets boggled. I don't understand. And that's okay. But see, see, I'm angered. I'm just as angry as you are. I'm angry because they're impacting so many other girls. But then a little part of me is like, 
Wow. Imagine how, like, imagine how kind of messed up you have to be to change yourself and then sell that fakeness to young girls. That's actually crazy. I never thought about I that. I almost want to, like, yourself. give them a hug and be like, just, it's okay. Are you okay? Like, yes. I just, to think about that, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I used to, I don't think I could actually edit a picture and put it out now and actually go to sleep that night. I just don't think I could do it. No, because you're lying. Like, yeah. you're lying to people. And I'm not going to say, like, if you look at me on Instagram and you would probably say, oh, she probably doesn't have acne because my face looks probably whatever. First off, I um, won't post something that shows my acne. Your skin looks great right now. But, but you know, like I have a little bit of makeup on, whatever. But like I'm not going to post something that shows, you know, that I have really – like I pick and choose. I'm not going to lie. If I look – if I don't think I look good in a photo, I'm not going to post it. But I definitely don't edit any of my body to make it look like – like if I don't like a photo, I'm just not going to post it. But I, I, I do do some filters to get rid of my acne. If you don't like the picture, don't post it. Don't yeah. edit it. Don't filter it. Don't change it. To post right. it, just don't post it. Just don't post it. And that's I just like don't one post of the it. first steps. And so, I, I didn't post for like three months because yeah. like that's when I was like deciding to change. Yeah. So I will say like there's a fine line between it. I don't want to like completely like if you facetune and you get so much work done and then you preach like natural stuff, that's bad. But I will say like a little bit I'm in the sense, I'm not going to lie. Like if I don't like a photo of me, I'm just, I'm not going to post it. So I have a little bit of like, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm not very good with words. Well, obviously you can't get upset with someone for like posting pictures they look good in. Like that's what everyone does. <laughs> that's the thing. Every time I see, you know what I've always wanted to do? And if enough people listening to this message me on Instagram or comment on hashtag RealPod and tell me to do this, I'll do it. I've always wanted to post, it a, sel- post a selfie, like a really like hot, sexy selfie with my makeup and caption it. I think I look good in this picture. <laughs> because every selfie of a girl they think they look really, really good. So why not just caption it? Yo, I think I look really good in this picture. Why not? But I think honestly, like, like if you so did powerful. that, if you did that, it'd be different because everyone like loves you and like you know what I mean. It no, I'm be, like... still scared to do it, but I really want to do it because like that's you the should. point. I don't know. That's the real part about Instagram. You think you look hot. If I post a bikini photo, I'm not gonna lie. I think I probably look a little bit okay. <laughs> you think you look bomb? Like that's just like the reality of it. Like yeah. And so why don't we own that's that? That's okay. You know? Why then not own it? I work for that body. That's another part of society. It's like, love yourself and 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 think you're pretty. Wait, but but don't do it that that much. But don't like yourself that much. It's a weird fine like, the line. The minute you are like, you know what? I do love myself. They're like, that girl loves herself so much. Yeah. So fine line. I know. That's why you gotta just gotta do things for yourself. So true. So true. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Wow, we I just feel like we're on the same level. No, we definitely are. And I, I've always thought that. Like we're on the same level about like eating, working out. And yeah. it's just like it's refreshing because I feel like a lot, especially in LA. I mean, there's probably the girls from other cities out here, but like LA is like just like such a fake world. When you first and I guess let's not rewind that much, but like what's been the main difference in yeah, image and like physical perception from moving from a place like Virginia? I mean, in Virginia, no one cares about their bodies like they do in LA. It's crazy. Like, I go back home and it's like, girls are fit, so fit, but they don't care about their bodies like they do out here. And they don't care about, like, dressing up and doing their hair and their their makeup so perfectly every time. It's just a different world out here. And I think sometimes we have to remind ourselves we live in a bubble. Um, I definitely do because I was just on Melrose. uh, My meeting was literally in the heart of the most LA place ever. And I was walking around and take this the right way. I really hope you guys take this the right way. But I was looking at like 
everyone around me was so LA if that you make if you know what I mean and I was just thinking to myself I'm so happy I'm not like I'm not like that that and I hope you guys take that the right way like I don't want to be like you know super I feel like I'm downing other people right now I hear you I hear you I think I think this is kind of what you're saying. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm so bad with words. No, no, you're good. You're good. You're, you're. Love I feel you're on a podcast. Feel, I'm like, so. I feel your energy and I'm going to like put it out in the way that I think you're trying to say. I think you're trying to say in Los Angeles, there's this idea of like, whether it's the jewelry you have, the way you look, you, whatever it is. And you try and you feel like you have to get in that current and have and swim in that pond and you have to be there to be relevant and to be liked and to be like cool and then there's a few of us that we either swim the opposite way or we we swim in the in the other lane and to our own stroke kind of thing totally like I have never owned anything designer in my entire life I don't have a designer bag I don't have my ears pierced I don't wear jewelry I um found this on uh, I'm pretty sure I found this on the ground I don't even know what like I'm <laughs> not kidding she's holding her necklace I never yeah sorry yeah I forgot oh we're on just a podcast but I never have my nails done um my friend I I just got my eyebrows done for the first time in seven years last week like I know that doesn't make you LA whatsoever but at the same time I'm glad I'm happy to be different in that way I'm I one of my friends was like I was walking into a big meeting and they're like you need a designer purse when you walk in that meeting like you know what I mean? Like to wow, look that's... like you are are doing well. Like you need to walk in looking hot with a, a nice bag. And I was like, shoot, I don't have one. What do I do? Then you feel insecure like you don't have money or like you don't want to spend your money there. I think that's the difference. Oh, I, I was like for a second, I was like, oh, shoot, I need to get a designer bag. And I was like, who the F cares? What? Yeah. I don't care at all. I am fine without a designer bag. I'm walking in with my Adidas. I have an Adidas bag. I love it. It's so cool. cute. I got to get one. Yeah. So that's what I carry around. It's a backpack. Doesn't even match my outfit. Don't yeah. even care. I feel like I definitely fell into that trap during my middle, my sophomore year at USC. Like I think I wanted to have the stuff people had. You know, this is what happened. Uh, this girl I know, a lot of girls at USC had this bag. Let's talk about a bag. And they had them in this, like they always were wearing them. And I was like, mom, like I really want this bag because everyone has one. And she's like, no, of course not. And I'm like, why? Like, everyone has one. I go look up the price. I was just stunned. How much? A lot. I personally <laughs> don't understand. And I'm really sorry if you're listening to this and you have, like, a $2,000 bag. And, like, I appreciate you. You probably worked hard 2000, for that 2000 Katie. The bags that people have in L.A. are, like, $20,000 bags. You know, I say... Get a nice bag from a Nordstrom's. Could be $85. And yeah, it's fine. But donate that money. What are you doing? If I had $20,000 to blow, why am I spending it on a bag? I would definitely donate to a charity. now that I've been making my own money, I don't want to spend it on anything unless I'm like, this is meaningful. Is this an experience or is this great food? If it's not food or an experience, (laughs) I'm not buying. (laughs) Yeah, and I just don't under... I personally don't get it. And that's where, if you're a listener, like everyone has different opinions but if I had 20,000 to blow I'm not doing it on shoes or a bag yeah that's how I feel too I don't know it's just and it's that changed because like obviously I used to be like oh I want to get this bag or the minute I make money I'm gonna buy these shoes but here's the thing why do you want that bag you don't want it for your own personal reasons you want it so you can walk around and so people think you have that bag it's all outer perception and it's like there's no need for it if you just if you're happy with walking around with an $80 bag $50 bag whatever I love when celebrities are like like Jesse James Decker just posted her outfit from the CMT's last night or something and she goes bra from Target push up bra from Target (laughs) was at the end of her caption I was like Thank you. Like, that is yes, so real. Yes. Target bras are the best. I stopped buying Victoria's Secret bras 
literally like I think last year because I realized Target has lacy bras. They have rhinestone bras. They have great bras. And hashtag sponsored. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> at Target. Do you want to sponsor me? Um, and they are so inexpensive. And they're so cute. So Maybe yeah, you should go to Target. But you know, I only have uh, two bras. Really? Yeah. What colors? Because I'm, I'm a nude bra person. Tan, well, nude, and black. That's the only two bras I own, and I probably have like ten pairs of underwear total. What? Do I you do your laundry to... like a fiend, or yes, yes, I do. I need like. Well, no, not really. I just usually wear sports bras. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah. So this is really funny. I'll tell you this. You might get a kick out of this. My mom, who's wants to meet you later after we're done with this. She's yeah. here. Yeah, she's. Well, oh she, no, she was gone, but okay. she'll be back by the time we're done with this. Um. Yeah, talk about the grind. Um, my office and my podcast studio is in my bedroom. <laughs> Katie it. is uh, shoved up against my bed right now. Well, the first podcast we did, we were in my yeah, bedroom. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, so I was going to say, my mom growing up was super like traditional. And so she said, uh, nude bra. Like, you don't want to have a bra strap showing the color that's tacky. Like, always nude. So... Now, so then I'm like raised on nude bras. I don't know the difference. Um, and so I go to, finally I go to school and like, yes, a boy is going to see my bra. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is not a nude bra. I look like a grandma. And then my mom and I are laughing. I'm like, mom, I'm wearing a nude bra. I'm wearing a V-neck shirt to my neck. My straps aren't showing. I go into my sorority house and all these girls have their cute little boobs up with their lace. And I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> but like, does the bra really matter? You know what? They, I think I think a good piece of lingerie can make you feel really good. Just feel okay. sexy. Like I've never owned lingerie in my entire life. Girl, I'm sending you some thank you real pot hanky pinkies so, after this. Oh, really? You? Oh, that's awesome. You have... No. Oh. <laughs> Did you buy a lingerie? No. That's a really good idea, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. I No, but I'm just... I will buy a cute, like pink pair and then I'll send them to you you gotta try them I actually just had this conversation yesterday I don't know if this is like this isn't too um like non-pg but um I've never owned lingerie and there was this lingerie event last night and I was like I, um I don't care to go I don't like a lingerie, lingerie event? What are you going yeah to like you go and get free lingerie and I was like oh I don't oh, care to go uh, just because I don't I don't wear lingerie I'm like and they're like you never wear lingerie I'm like okay I don't really understand when you wear it like when you (laughs) when you hook up with a guy um I don't really understand you take your clothes off and then you put the lingerie leotard on and then you take it off again to hook up like I'm confused on this whole situation it never works under any outfit like Like, you can see the right and I'm just so confused and like what did they say they're like just laughed and, and I was like no for real it's a real question I don't understand she's like ah, bias <laughs> like wait I don't get how you use it yeah that's how I know right and then no one I think it's more for you I think I get it for me to feel like good in it or whatever it's like a nice accessory to a nice outfit for a date huh. or something you know why I like that actually because it is for you because you can't see it on the outside but you feel good because you're wearing it and only knew, you know you're wearing it. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. I love that. So that's a good... You should brand some lingerie. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think I have listeners spanning from ages 12 and up. So, no, no, we're good because I'm branching into an adult women. Look, I want them here and I want women and I want older women. I want uh, t- mid-20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Hey, hey, all 50s. age groups yeah. are welcome at RealPod always. Um, okay, I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, the last thing I guess we can discuss. I could actually talk to you all day. This is so fun. I know, this is so fun. <laughs> um, okay, I did want to talk to you a little bit about relationships. Not you having to tell me anything about you, but more so... Oh, I'm open. I'm an open book. I'll Ooh, tell you okay, well, we also appreciate that here too. <laughs> but I kind of think that your confidence and your understanding of your self-worth 
plays into your relationships a lot. And you don't take nonsense, you don't take players, you don't deal with that. And so have you always been like that? And what's your advice to maybe some girls or women listening who feel like they might be with a guy or in a relationship and they're better than that? Yeah, know your worth for sure. Um, I was in a relationship for almost four and a half years and uh, he treated me awful, but I was obsessed with him and I was like fell in love with him head over heels. Victoria knows who I'm talking about. And he was cheating on me. You're cuter than him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not and like I'm, that. I'm he was bad. To, he was just bad to me. Yeah. Um, he was cheating on me a lot and he's now getting married to the girl he cheated on me he's with. He's engaged. Oh, uh, they got engaged like six months after he broke up with me. It was whatever next uh, I'm you next. over it I swear oh my gosh, <laughs> kidding. She's way too young. yeah so basically he was cheating on me the whole time I found out I still want him back I don't know what it was with me I guess I just had not a lot of self-love and I would have taken him back in a second if he wanted to but he actually broke up with me even though he cheated on me over six times so weird it's this weird aura where like I didn't have enough confidence to, like tell myself like no he's not the one um my parents always were like, thank God he broke up with you because you'd have never broken up with him. So true. Yeah. And I think in my next relationship, I jumped into another relationship because I felt so down on my last one. And I broke up with my last one because I was finally in a place where I was like, wait a second. I love myself. I'm so confident on my own. What am I doing? Like, it obviously was a lot more than that. But, I mean, now I'm in a place where I, seriously, I was telling you before this, I hadn't been on a date in, like, six months. Like, I don't even speak to a person in, like, six months. I'm not even kidding. Like, I, a boy texts me, and I will not write back because I just forgot. Right. I just forget. And I think that's, that's become... That's my own boyfriend. Sorry, Max. You <laughs> <laughs> text me, and I'm, like, so busy. And this end of the date, I'm like, he didn't text me all day. And then oh, wait, like, I just didn't respond. Yeah. <laughs> that's different though that's like ambition that's just ambition but like I just feel as if I'm in a place right now where I don't need a guy to make me feel like loved I am fully loved by myself and I've always been in a relationship I was in a relationship for the past eight years I want to say like total um I've never been single and I've been single since October now and I'm so happy like I can genuinely say I don't even care about any person wanting to make me feel loved because mm-hmm. I feel so loved on my own. It's almost getting to a point where it's becoming a little scary. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm never going to want anyone. Yeah, I know. My mom, like, tries to set me up with, like, the most perfect human. Like, I mean, hands down on paper. Like, hot, smart, oh. finance. And I'm like, I don't have that. Like, I don't yeah. care. Honestly... I'm so happy. That's the best place to be. You have to... I truly believe you have to know that if you're looking for any missing piece of your puzzle look inside yourself. It is you. You're going to complete yourself. You should be your own Sunday and anyone else is just a cherry on top. And that's how I feel about in my own relationship too. I love Max. I believe like, yeah, he's my guy, but I know in my heart that I, I am fulfilled. Like I complete myself. And I think that's what makes a great, great relationship. And he knows that about himself too. I also think like, because you guys are two independent people, like you can't like depend on your significant other. And I think that's a huge part about it. Like I relied too much on my ex. And like, if you are two independent people that love each other and just do better, maybe together and make each other like good people, like that's how it should work. Also a huge part about a relationship is support. If that person does not support what you do, you don't deserve that. And there's going to be someone there. I mean, you hear it all the time. There's so many fish in the sea. But th- you're going to find someone yeah. that supports you. I was watching a show last night. And I, and it was this episode where the boyfriend got mad at a girl for like going to an extra event for her work. And I was like, oh my God, this is getting me stressed out right now. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Like I'm getting hot. My friend recently got, 
she went to play professional volleyball had a boyfriend who said he would like he could do it for a year because she has to go overseas she then gets opportunities to play with usa to keep going so she's like i want to ride this out for two three years because now maybe maybe olympics is in my future and he said okay well then we're gonna break up no yeah no no. I, I know, and right? that's giving her an ultimatum like you better you should stay with me or you could do this like that's just in my opinion like that isn't supporting one another because especially right now when you're you know she's just thriving like she is right. like the beginning of her career and if she doesn't pursue that hard right now that's why I look up to you and Max so much because it's like you guys are so solid but you're so ambitious and you guys are like like you know long distance but you're killing it and it's okay if if he doesn't get mad at you for not texting you back he's like no babe you had an amazing day you probably did great out there (laughs) classic max like sweet sweet boy would never get upset about anything it's so how every relationship should be um and i just think that's so inspiring and it's you know i want to find someone who won't i mean my ex-boyfriend um recently wouldn't even let me shoot with a guy photographer because he would get insecure and jealous of a guy photographer shooting my photos I'm like that is my job half of it yeah uh, and that's that photographer's job they're professionals yeah so it makes perfect sense that uh they would be shooting you yeah and they're probably gonna be professional at it yeah um yeah great great well I think I want to close with this what's the best advice you've ever gotten oh my goodness I've gotten a lot of advice. Um, I think there's two pieces of advice and both, one of them comes from my mom, one of them comes from my dad. My dad always says, stay patient and do it for longevity. AKA, like in our social media world, don't do something temporary that's going to affect you long term. So make sure you're staying steady. Um, Like say, for example, I get a deal that, you know, they're going to pay me good money to post about a tea company. Like, you know, one of those slim teas. Oh God, don't ever do that. No, exactly. Exactly. So like he says, like, do it for longevity. Like, yeah, that's that was just like an example right, right, right. out of um whatever and like be patient um he always reminds me you know my dad has a really inspiring story he um didn't come from much but then he was a professional tennis player and then changed career paths at age 30 and became a lawyer at age 30 didn't love being a lawyer and then for 10 years didn't know what he was doing and then started sports law and then randomly got into basketball and so he really didn't like start his amazing career till like 45 50 Mm -hmm. which is so inspiring to me and I always tell it to people who are trying to figure out what they want to do in life and so stay patient because Every single thing you do is for a reason. If you go into a meeting and that person says no and you're like, shoot, I just wasted two hours of my life. No, you freaking did not because that will come up later. You went to that meeting for a reason because everything will come together. If you got that no, then it's just going to be for a reason to motivate you even harder. You get something out of everything. Everything. You learn from the failures. You learn from the setbacks. You learn from all the hardships. If you decide to see that good and the opportunity in that failure. Exactly. And you like you mentioned at the, the start of this podcast that you I came on when you had that failure. But at the same time, you're gonna do ten times better at RealPod because you did that earlier, you know? And because this I'm passionate about. This, like I wanna give a platform for girls like you, women like you, to talk about these important things. Whereas with the previous podcast, I was just doing something that I thought would look good on my resume to be a sports reporter, but I didn't really want to do it. I was like, oh, if I have a podcast about sports, that will look good on my resume. I did three episodes and then I never did it again because I didn't really want to do it. Exactly. No, that's such a good, a huge point. Um, So definitely stay patient. I think like patience is like a huge part of any career um, and things take years. I've been doing my Instagram now for what, seven years? 
six years and I'm like oh my gosh like the other day my cousin was like I'm confused why don't you have like a million followers yet and I'm like I'm patient try to stay patient but then um my mom's advice uh is always like positivity uh you've met my mom before she is she's is she always like that always like that like she does not she's always at a 10 she's always at a 10 she does not radiate any negativity I mean that girl is always positive she always sees the bright light and everything and I think that's been a huge part of um you know pursuing my career because she looks at something and she's always positive about it even when I'm like had the worst day in the whole entire world and you know this happened to me she's like so positive and that has like come to me so much because I've been surrounded by mm-hmm. it. So I'd have to say just surround yourself with positive people because if you surround yourself with negative people, it'll impact your life so much. And if you surround yourself with light, uh, like like people who give off light, you will be a light. And I think that's a huge part. Yes, Even check when, your friends. Are they supporting mm-hmm. you? Do they inspire yep. you? Are they empowering you? Yep. If not, it's don't be... It's huge. Yeah. It's a major part about life. So Surrounding yourself with good people. And it doesn't have to be a big circle. I can... When you say that, I think of two girls. I oh. think of two. And like, and that's enough. If they do those things, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so, you don't need... You don't need a lot of... A lot of friends. Yeah, find your people. Quality oh, over quantity. I'm glad I have you as one of my people. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so Thanks much for coming on RealPod. I <laughs> loved having you. This was so great. Maybe we'll have to do another rehash episode later. I'm sure everyone's going to love you. You were oh, fabulous. Thank you. thank you. I feel like I could talk to you forever. Like This felt like 10 minutes. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hashtag RealPod. If you made it to the end, seriously, I love you. You must be a real one because that was long, but I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and Spotify because I am coming to you from my bedroom slash office slash studio every Tuesday. Now have a great week. Go look yourself in the mirror. Remind yourself that you are a one and I will see you next week.